welcome to Jeff Pasito Reads. I'm Jeff Pasito, and this is today's story. I told you I was coming over today. Are you going to let me in? Suzette hesitated. Her finger hovered above the age-worn gray-black button. Nails chewed low, her hand shook slightly, fingers wavering. Jack stared up blankly at her. His deep-set eyes glazed over, shimmering in the scanline image that hung on the screen before her. A tangle of cables snaked out from the wall and along the armature that suspended the monitor before her, poised like her finger, immobile yet twisted with potential energy. The muted green image flickered slightly as Jack's gaze appeared to focus through the camera's lens that pointed at him. The soft peak of the hood of his jacket barely covered the dark spray of hair that shot out from his scalp, and it did nothing to protect him from the warm rain pelting his forehead and cheeks. It fell in giant globules, each thumb-sized droplet splattering against him and running down in thick rivulets of ashen liquid. Another slight flicker broke his relentless gaze as he turned his head from the camera's eye, poised three feet above the plain metal doorframe. He stared intently at the blackened stainless steel door before him, the solid barrier between his two worlds, between his exposure to the outside and his exposure within. His brown suede jacket ballooned in an undulating rhythmic pattern ever so slightly, almost imperceptibly to the digital eye as he panted for air. The dank humidity had him sweating profusely, and his sweat, mixed with the downpour of rainwater, tasted of a sharp, bitter tang as it crept into the corners of his mouth and alighted on his tongue. Raising his gloved hand, he smeared at his nostrils, brushing a film of mucus across his upper lip and sniffling in deeply, a raspy, fluttering sound he cut short. He returned his eyes to the camera, those dark pools of deep forest green taking on a slight air of supplication, of yearning, and a hint of fear. The small speaker set in the wall beside the door handle crackled to life and caused Jack to start. His shoulders flinched upward, causing the rain to pelt off him in a sheet as he slightly gasped, eyes darting at the grill. I know you did, Jack. He could hear her sigh through the relentless rain and weak tin of the underpowered speaker. But I never said you could. She removed her finger from the worn button. Again it hung in the air, floating above the intercom switch, shaking much more aggressively now. She curled her short stubby fingers into her palm and locked them down with her squat thumb, holding tight to quell her tremble as she leaned back from the microphone that arched out from the console's panel on a sharply angled gooseneck. The 10-inch square view screen flickered again, the latent charge of nature's ambient electricity distorting her friend's face as it stared up at her in wide-eyed confusion. The chair creaked slightly as she sat there, shaking left hand held fast midway between her and the intercom, waiting. Waiting and hoping for the silence to stretch on. She really didn't want him to answer. She closed her eyes slowly as she held her shallow breath, Lungs barely expanded, cracked lips pursed, back arched in her chair. She took in a short, sharp breath through her nose as she opened her eyes again. She saw him shuffle and shift. On her monitor, burning light into her dimly lit room, she saw Jack bite his lip 
and wipe his nose, casting his head down as the rain poured over him, soaking into his soul. The image of him began to blur as tears started to well up from the corners of her eyes, obscuring her vision and casting her entire view into mottled shapes of light and dark. She finally blinked them away, and once she had, Jack was gone from her doorstep. She found the fingers of her right hand had made their way to her lips. Violet nails gnawed to a jagged edge. They quavered against her slightly parted lips as her tears traced the edges of wide cheekbones and dropped from her face, landing on her lap. Her phone rang, breaking her petrified spell, and her fingers flew from her mouth to land on the buttons of her armrest. Instinctively, they danced across the keypad, moving her chair along its track back from the entry console to her living room. The living room was bright. All the darkness that persisted in the other room, a complete antithesis to the visual assault of the room her chair was carrying her into. A neon fish tank adored the left corner of the room, spilling its glow out along the walls to either side of it. Adjacent to the tank was a 6 by 10 foot bezel-less wall screen. The screen flipped soundlessly through channels every three seconds. The quick flashes cast the room into multicolored hues in staccato beats. Overlaid text at the bottom of the giant screen read, Silent search in progress. Press menu to stop. Her chair stopped abruptly by an end table, shaking slightly on its pedestal. The old wooden table, a remnant of a time long forgotten, was cluttered with printed sheets of paper and e-book cartridges threatening to topple and landslide off at any moment. She reached into the mess of words, the sleeves of her cardigan pulling halfway up her bony forearm as she did, exposing her pale sunken skin. Another ring of synthesized hammers hit virtual bells. It sounded louder, but it wasn't. Each consecutive ring always appeared louder and quicker than the last, nerves building at the hurried urgency of the unknown call. Pulling out the jack was the problem. After that, the cable came along quite easily. The next ring found the cable and jack comfortably in her hand, and using her whole upper body, she lunged, thrusting her arm to its full extent. The cable whirred as it pulled from a spool embedded in the wall behind the table. She held the head of the cable between her right thumb and forefinger and dragged it to the right arm of her chair where her left hand had framed the receptacle. She spasmed slightly as the cable found purchase, arms stiffening and hunched back arching. The sensory uplink always popped upon connection, a small spike as the voltages equalized, which gave her nerves a tiny jolt. Hello? She spoke to no one dry lips barely intimating the words as oscillators embedded in her vocal cords transmitted their pulses to the other end of the line. How could you leave me outside in the rain like that? It was Jack. His voice was adamant, bitter, harsh even, an intonation she'd never heard in him before. After all we'd been through. Or was that a pleading she heard? A defeated cry of questioning. We haven't been through anything, Jack, she lied. We've never actually been together. That was true. I've never even seen you face to face. Was that true? What was the difference between actual, physical, human face-to-face -face contact and the sensory array projecting his presence before her? It was all she could do to keep her voice even, to keep it from cracking towards the end. 
Her chair registered the physical reaction her body was feeling to emotional strain, and the uplink released a small dose of endorphins into her bloodstream, calming her slightly. But, but I thought... Jack stammered, barely even able to convey the words, let alone form complete packets of thought. She could almost feel his desperation through the connection. But this was only an audio link. No emotional substream. Jack, please, she choked out, eyes threatening to well up again. She could imagine him in his flat, on his sandy orange couch, hunched forward, all his driving conviction pulled from his body. She shuddered and her thoughts got the best of her as her shoulders slumped and she began to shake slightly, the tears pulling at the edge of her eyes. Her uplink fought back, continuing to pump endorphins into her emaciated form, but the quaver in her voice was unmistakable. Jack, we had great fantasies, she tried to sound assertive. We went places online we can't go in reality. Her voice cracked. The drugs could only do so much to silence her. That's where my life with you was. Online. She said it. She couldn't take it back now. She said it and that was it. Fun we had together online? It's something I cherish. But I don't think we can have it in reality. Her tears fell now to shriveled legs, bound in a scaffolding of tube steel to keep them from sliding around lifelessly when her chair moved. The sadness scratched at the back of her mind, fighting the fake endorphin rush her body had been thrust into. Her legs felt nothing, not the tears striking them or the vibrating of her wheezing ribcage as it shook her whole body. Remembering her and Jack walking on a virtual beach just made the tears fall harder and faster. Love you, Suzette, and I want us to be together forever. The determination had returned to Jack's voice. It was like her words had missed him, as if he had heard nothing she had said. She pulled the rough knit cardigan over the back of her hand with shaky movements. In rough, jagged movements, Suzette wiped her cheeks with the covered back of her hand. But Jack, I just told you. I know you did, darling, and that's why I have to do this. He always called her darling, like they were lovers in an Old West drama. She always loved that about him. He was a hopeless romantic, just like all those old vid stars. She almost chuckled at it, whether that was the unending deluge of endorphins being forced into her or genuine joy, she couldn't tell. Forgive me in the afterlife. Without hesitation, Jack's hand flicked a switch, just a plain innocent looking beige toggle switch. No cover on it, no second-level security or verification button. Nothing that would signify the switch's purpose, which was to shut him down, starting with his nerves, and his organs, and then his senses, and finally his heart. Jack? She shook her head quickly side to side. Sometimes her uplink would loosen, and she'd need to jiggle it back into place with a little head shake. Jack? Answer me. Her parched lips quivered slightly, bottom lip beginning to tremble uncontrollably until more endorphins pacified her reaction. Her voice cracked Jack as she strained to cry, to call out to him, to feel. She tried to force her drugged body to show some natural human reaction, but the wells of her eyes ran dry, and her mouth hung in a sideways smirk as her eyes glassed over while her frail body slumped against the straps of her chair. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to today's story. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me by email at jeff at pasito.com. That's J-E-F-F at P-A-C-I-T-T-O dot com. On Twitter at jpasitoreads, or visit our website at pasito.com. See you soon. Some additional sound effects for this episode are from zapsplat.com and used under their standard license. All contents of this audio broadcast are copyrighted by Jeff Pasito.